Hello and welcome to the Reality TV Rahap Ups coverage of The Masked Singer Season 2. I am your host for this season. My name is Puya the Panini Zanvakili. And to discuss all the ridiculousness that we're going to have this season, all the weird costumes, the awful guesses, the bad hosting, I need a co-host of my own. And I went out and I found what I could only dub as the number one mass Singer fanatic, and that is none other than Liana the Bunsen Burner Boris. Liana, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm really excited and happy to be here. I do not co-sign that nickname. <laughs> I don't know where that came from or why it exists. Um, but I'm just hoping that I can do a better job than Nick Cannon being your uh, your co-host. Although uh, between all of his snazzy outfits, you know, I don't know if I can compete in that regard. But uh, you know what? I'm here and I'm so, so excited to talk about everything Mass Singer. Yeah, it, it doesn't take much to beat him in a hosting spot as far as fashion spot. Maybe he's got you beat, but I would still put my money on you. Leon. I'll give you the vote of confidence. I appreciate that. <laughs> Although, to be fair, you know, if we're going to talk about personalities on the on the mass Singer, the judges are by far worse. So Nick Cannon <laughs> should actually really get a pass here. He's actually OK um, when you have people like, you know, Jenny McCarthy making absolutely terrible guesses. Um, you know, <laughs> it's a, it's a low bar to clear. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who are uninitiated with what this show is all about, we'll explain it a little bit. And luckily, you still have about a weekend's worth of time to look back at some of the fun stuff from the last season. So the way the mass Singer is set up, it's uh, the way Nick Cannon explains it in the super sneak peek that we got. It's a who sung it mystery guessing show. So 16 celebrities are going to be decked head to toe in a completely new identity outfit. And they're themed and there are going to be clues given to us throughout the season to guess who is behind the mask. And in the past, in the first season, we had a couple interesting ones. We had the monster, we had the bee, we had the hippo, we had the pineapple, and these were all different celebrities that we didn't know about. But then there's video packages that give us clues. And then, of course, the most important part of this whole thing is they get on stage and they sing a song of their choosing. And through just the sound of music, we are... We are um, seen to guess who they are. So this is what the show is. And then in addition, the ridiculousness comes in with the judges and their guesses and their decisions on who performed well and who performed not well, whether they are musically inclined or not. Uh, Ken Jong, looking at you. But uh, that's pretty much how the show is uh, formatted. Yeah, so um, just an FYI for those listening to the podcast, this probably will include some spoilers from season one. I'm sure we'll be talking about that throughout the season. So just throwing that out there. Um, but yeah, I, I think there are so many different weird elements to the show um, from the characters' voices being modulated during their clue packages, mm -hmm. um, which helps to obfuscate who they are. But then you actually get to hear the, them sing. So the 
singing is the contestants themselves. Um, but my personal favorite part is the absolutely ridiculous costumes mm-hmm. um, that all of the contestants are put in. I mean, this season we have someone called the thingamajig, which is just this. I think we described it as a sort of giant fluffy asparagus in a suit with holes in it. <laughs> it's, like, it's kind of a monster, but not really. I'm not quite sure. Um, last season, my personal favorite character that I had a very vested rooting interest in was the monster, which essentially is like big tube, like stuffed animal looking thing. They put him in different costumes. So when he was singing, you know, rock song, he got a little leather jacket when it was, you know, more of a punk song. He kind of got this uh, like, I don't know, star design around his eye. Anyway, it's just such a silly, fun experience and then you have the absolutely terrible judges making guesses um it's really just such a goofy silly fun ride and i am here for it yes that's well put i definitely do enjoy that aspect of the entire show and just how much interest comes from these celebrities who are behind these costumes at the end of the day they are all celebrities And just to explain how the episodes end, typically someone loses and they have to unmask and they don't just unmask. Everyone has to yell, take it off at them at the top of their lungs and so uncomfortable, just (laughs) chanting it. And this person has to turn around, bend over, take their mask off and then bend back forward. So that's what you would expect to see. And that's what you can expect to hear as far as our coverage goes on this wild, wild season. Yeah, so essentially we're going to be getting together each week to talk about which um, mass singer contestant was unmasked and of course to talk about the episode uh, to come up with our our very own guesses. Um, So Puya, I don't know if you want to talk about how we're going to try to stay spoiler free, I guess. (laughs) Quote unquote spoiler free. So having watched the show last season, it was very, very clear that the internet Everyone becomes friends during the Mass Singer because everyone gathers together, forms a brain trust, and through spotting different clues and putting them together on one big board, a lot of these people were pretty much guessed out by the third week in. I feel like everyone kind of knew who is who. So we're going to cover the show, but simultaneously, we're going to try and avoid knowing what's going on. So I think our, where our effort comes in really is. We're going to try and just not look as hard. We're still going to be, you know, online, still going to tweet about it. But at the same time, I don't think either of us are going to touch the Reddit uh, mainly. And we're going to try and avoid as much as we can and try and organically form who we think it is. Because personally, I would like to pull a Jenny McCarthy and have awful guesses all season and then be completely Mm -hmm. wrong. I think that's fun for everyone. I'll look dumb, but that's not hard to do. I'm okay with that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm used to doing this on the B&B, making really terrible predictions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we're going to try to make our very own terrible predictions as we go throughout the season. Um, but anyway, so just an FYI on that. Um, I I guess we can give a talk a little bit about what we expect to see this season. So um, we're going to have the same judges which are going to come back yeah. so you have nick cannon who's the host and then you have four judges which um i don't again have no idea how this group was assembled because isn't it so it's like it's robin thick mm-hmm. jenny mccarthy ken jong 
and Nicole Scherzinger mm. from the Pussycat Dolls. So I just have this feeling like they somehow got a discount on canceled people <laughs> because they got Jenny McCarthy and Robin Thicke somehow. And then, I don't know, threw a dart to get Nicole <laughs> and Ken somehow. So for some reason, this is the, the, the judges that they have brought back. But I think they're going to have some guests along the way as well. So we're not going to be uh, stuck with just these four. Yeah, no, I, the way I see it, it's kind of like that meme of build your perfect partner. And it's like they give you 10. And it's like, okay, good looks, eight. And then everything else is a third. That's the way I see it. Robin Thicke and Jenny kind of brought up the rear. And then Ken was like, okay, well, he'll make some one-liners. They're going to be horrible. They're going to be dated, but he'll he'll laugh. It'll be funny. And then Nicole, probably the only, for me, proper person on the panel, actual human on the panel. Uh, but they're not without their comedic moments. I'll say that, whether they're trying to or not. But it was fun. Last season, we ended up getting Joel McHale. He ended up making an appearance. That was good. Um, I've heard through the grapevine that we're going to get Triumph the Insult Puppet Dog on this uh, season. So I don't know how that's going to work, but I'm here for it. So, yeah, it'll be fun. The judges are kind of there, but not there. They're not really important, but every now and then they'll chime up and say something. Oh, my God. No, they're so annoying. They talk through the performances. So just an FYI, if you haven't watched the show, it's really super annoying because you're trying to listen to the 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 eagle, for example, <laughs> sing. And then you've got Ken Jong being like, oh, duh, he can sing or whatever. Ugh, whatever. Fine. The judges are there. <laughs> yeah. And it'll be fun to make fun of them. So I'm OK. That's with That's why I like them. I like them for giving me roast opportunities. I'm OK with that as far as that goes. <laughs> Um, but then to talk a little bit about what are we going to see differently from these two seasons. So season one became a quick sensation, swept the nation, not trying to rhyme here, but they did really well on the ratings. And it was evident when they got renewed for not one, but two seasons. And for their next season, season three, they're going to be premiering right after the Super Bowl. So they got that coveted post Super Bowl spot, which is pretty nice. And uh, they've definitely amped it up this season. They've gone out of their way to produce a better show. And they've gone up. So they had 12 contestants last season. We're up to 16 here. And they're going out of their way to avoid having people get guessed as quickly as they did. So, Liana, if you remember last season in the premiere episode, they had everyone's heights, which Mm -hmm. I feel like played a big role in people getting guessed quickly. This season, they're giving people adjusted heights. They're giving them platforms to make them taller. They're making them shorter. They're giving them fat suits to wear to cover up the body types. They're definitely going out of their way to make sure that this is even harder than before, which I really think the judges did not need any more hindrance, but they're getting it. How are they making them shorter? I don't know. Kneeling? (laughs) <laughs> like perspective yeah like, we're gonna design a costume that <laughs> makes you appear shorter because i'm definitely they're not going under any type of surgery to like surgically make that shorter. we don't know that they have money <laughs> they're really dedicated <laughs> to the performances yeah no that's actually really cool and i think that there are some costumes that um really try to hide the body shape and body type mm-hmm. um, of these people. Um, uh, the uh, the tree or just tree being one of them, um, which is kind of cool. So I'm very much here for making it harder. Um, I'm hoping that it is more difficult to make the guesses and that the Internet can't just figure it all out after, you know, one or two episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm very it's all happening. here. very excited for it. And um, it definitely looks like the caliber of celebrities has increased over the uh, one season layover. So I will read to you right now 
what they're billing for the uh, competitors, what they're bringing to the table, all their accolades. So they're set to have 140 films combined, 69 Emmy Award nominations. Nice. Nice. 42 Grammy nominations, not 420. Uh, 31 Billboard number one singles, 22 Broadway shows, 20 platinum records, 19 Emmy wins. And then the weirdest stat of them all, 15 marriages and eight divorces. <laughs> Uh, seven Super Bowl wins, six multi-plat records, five Hall of Famers, three New York Times bestsellers, and two have been named Time Magazine's most influential people. So, first of all, I don't know why they felt the need to include 15 marriages and eight divorces. I like to think that someone was married, you know, nine times yeah. and then went through eight divorces. That would be um, the preferred way. But yeah, that's so bizarre. It's like you're going to list off all your accolades and then you're going to include their marital status in there. So I should start doing yeah, that. Yeah, what an <laughs> amazing achievement in the celebrity game. I have eight marriages yeah. to my name. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Um, but th- looking through this, I mean, that's actually pretty insane. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that there's 31 Billboard number one singles, 20 platinum records. I mean, that's crazy. Um, it seems like there are actors, singers, um, obviously some Super Bowl wins. So you definitely have football players in there. Um Two have been named Times Magazine's most influential people. Um, that's all. That's pretty insane. I am really excited to find out who these people are. But of course, going through the process of trying to guess is all part of the fun. So I don't want to be spoiled. Yeah, like I remember last season, uh, one of them had a I want to say it was a Grammy. And then spoiler alert, if you want to go ahead, 10, 15 seconds, it was Tommy Chong. So I don't think they can pull that off now where it's like someone who won a really amazing thing, but it's one of the like comedy album lower tier of the folk. So it definitely looks like they've packed a punch here this season. Well, just to give an idea, so there were only 12 contestants on season one, but they had 65 Grammy nominations, 16 multi-platinum albums, 16 Emmy nominations, nine Broadway shows, four Super Bowl titles, and four stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So um, there seem to be some more accolades in this season um, compared to last. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the fact that the the show came off being received so positively, um, I think that's part of the reason why now they're able to attract um, potentially uh, bigger celebrities. Yeah. The the finale ended up bringing in about I want to say fourteen million people, so that's no slouch. That's a pretty pretty good uh, respectable number to be put out there. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, you know who would have known? Fox uh, Fox got a uh, Fox got itself a big one. Yeah, so I mean, I will say it is going up against Survivor um, in its time slot. So um, I'll probably be watching Survivor. <laughs> Same. <laughs> what? Um, but yeah, obviously, absolutely super excited to watch this later. Um, there are a few, you know, when we actually watch the episode, we'll get to meet all of these contestants um, in more detail. But there was a like sneak preview uh, episode, super sneak peek thing. So we got to see at least 15 of the 16 mm-hmm. contestants. Um, like I said, very excited for thingamajig. Egg. Also, um, Black Widow and Butterfly have super cool costumes. Um, so I, I think we're in for a really fun ride with a crazy cast of characters. Yeah, and I definitely think by them amping up the show, they've you can tell in the costume design. They've definitely gone all out. The uh, super sneak peek was really good for um, explaining the different types of ways and how many hours they've put into these things and the amount of thought. And I did enjoy the fact that the... Um, the contestants themselves, the celebrities have had input in these and they've kind of sat with a team to make these uh, costumes happen. So I'm excited for that. Um, the Eagle looks like it's going to be re- the ice cream. I would say probably is one of my 
WTFs that I'm really excited to see play out. The Leopard has an English accent, so I'm really excited to find out who the Leopard is uh, when we get there. And uh, how can you not love a panda? I love a panda. So, yeah. Um, yeah. The ice cream's terrifying. Mm, okay. That face. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing's freaking creepy. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I guess I don't really have anything else um, to say other than the fact that I'm really freaking excited. You know, this is in comparison to the other shows that we talk about. You know, there's no strategy here. <laughs> right? This is just silly, weird goofiness. And you know what? The other thing I noticed. So children um, seem to really like this show and mm-hmm. our very own, you know, baby bloom uh, of the RHAP family also apparently is very mesmerized by the mass singer and i think part of that is just because there's it's so colorful there's all these different you know anthropomorphized animal <laughs> characters it's just such a weird bizarre thing and i'm 100 percent here for it it's so weird I, I i can't wait yeah it's it's fun for the whole family and then some is how i would put it and i do think if uh, baby bloom was to have a god podcast we would be that podcast so i feel i feel like that's our accolade now or at least we're, we're taking it this is baby's first podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Send him yep. an audio clip from this one. Um, so like Liana said, this show is going to be going up against Survivor this season and next season, most likely. So we um, are going to be called the chicken because we're going to wing it as far as uh, when we're going to be recording. It's going to be at the l- later end of the week. Um, and if you have any questions about anything to do with the show after each episode, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Puyaism. Liana is at Liana Boris, L-I-A-N-A-B-O-R-A-A-S. And uh, you can use the hashtag Massinger, hashtag R-H-A-P in the tweet as well to make sure we get them there. And we'll always be putting up a question board in the patron groups as well uh, for you to reach us out there. And uh, very excited to talk about all this nonsense. This is going to be a fun podcast and a very laid back podcast. And honestly, if our favorites start going an angry podcast, but entertaining nonetheless oh my god i'm actually a little terrified for that because okay so i was super obsessed with the monster on season one um and uh spoiler alert the monster wins because the monster (laughs) is amazing uh but if the monster had gone out earlier i would have been pissed like actively emotionally invested in this show that's how i felt and um it just holds a very special place in my heart because it's so weird and I'm excited to find that again. I hope. I don't know who it's going to be. It could be Thingamajig. That's the, uh, Front the current reigning champion. Yeah. I just the concept of egg also. And just can we? Okay. We'll talk about the costumes in more detail when the egg is actually shown on the show. But the egg is wearing an egg hat, <laughs> which is super creepy because it's wearing a hat of its own kind. Yeah. Okay. That's like pretty messed it's up. An egg sombrero um, that um. Yeah, it'd be like I don't want to even say it, but it's like no, it's gross. Yeah. Don't eat. Don't. Uh, yeah, not like. Say it. Yeah, like no, that's weird. That's super weird. It's like but cannibalism. whatever, it doesn't matter. It's cool. It's bizarre, and I can't wait to talk about it every single week with you. Same thing. Same thing here. I'm very happy to have you joining me and have everybody out there getting to listen to our shenanigans week in, week out. So to uh, put a cap on this one, uh, we are very happy to be here. We hope you join us for the entirety of this journey and we will unmask you on the next podcast. Take care, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>